Welcome to the Disneyland Paris show. Here's your hosts, Lucy, Chris, and Hugh. <laughs> Gosh. And now, Disneyland Paris news. Up to his ankles in it. Now you see them, now you don't. Pop up. Surprises! Hey there, hi there, ho there, Disney peeps! It's me, Chris, but it's me on my own. Uh, as you can see, there are no reins here, and I get to sit in the driving seat today, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm going to do a show, just like we normally do, but it's going to be quite a bit different, because one, it's just me, two, it's pre-recorded, three, because it's pre-recorded, there's nobody in the chat to talk to, four, uh, I don't really have a clue what I'm going to do or what I'm going to talk about, Um but yeah, I've got all the setup, so you know what can go wrong, apart from the fact that I'm a little bit limited to how much space I've got. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, I don't have very much space today, and when I push my hands out to the side, they disappear. Or if my head goes up a little bit too high, it also disappears. Anywho, <coughs> that's all you need to know, really. So uh, in today's show, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the news, as always. It'll probably be a shorter show because I'll run out of things to talk about. Um, but I've also got a few other little bits and bats to talk about too, and I've got a trip report. So, um, so shall we crack on and start off by looking at who's in the chat? Who are they? Well, there's no one in the chat, obviously. I just said that. But some exciting news. Cheryl, one of our listeners and viewers, has uh, has decided that it would be a good idea for us to have a Facebook group. And so she set one up this week, which is absolutely fantastic. It's called the Disneyland Parish Show-37 Disney Street. Uh, so if you go look for that on Facebook, or if you have a look in the, uh, the link below, you can find it there. Um, come and join us. It's been great so far. So it's we're set up three or four days ago and we've had a number of people including the Dunn family who weren't first there turn up and uh, and add in their trip reports show some photographs bits of videos and just generally chat so it's a pretty good place to go actually I'm, I'm quite impressed with it I'm really enjoying seeing everyone's bits and bats it's also another way for you to get in touch with the show so what I've decided I'm going to do is um, once a week probably on a Friday I'll just put a generic post in there and say have you got any things for the show this week? And if I've got, if you've got things for the show, then you can uh, you can stick them in there, and uh, we'll try and get round to them. Obviously, still email your trip reports, um, and if you want to put your trip reports on there, do we may pick some out and and read them, but we won't necessarily read all of the trip reports that get posted on there because uh, there's already been quite a lot, and some of them are retrospective as well. So if you have one you want to share with us, make sure you let us know when you put it into the group, and we'll make sure we read it out. We still want them because it's really valuable to the listeners and to those people who don't engage on the Facebook page to have those trip reports as well. So yeah, keep them coming in. Now before I carry on and tell you any more, um, I'm a bit parched so I'm going to have a drink. I don't think I'll ever tire of that jingle. This is my cup. Look, look at this. This is I mean, you can't really see it because of the green screen, but it's a um, a Boba Fett uh, tiki cup. And uh, Hugh and Lucy got me it for my birthday a couple of years ago. And what I'm going to have in it today is some Lipton peach tea. Very nice. 
let us know what you're having in the chat, except the chat isn't there, so don't let us know what you're having. Um, I've never felt so lonely in my life. So the news then, I guess I can chuck myself straight into that, can't I? Well, the first thing to say is um, a video surfaced of Josh DeMauro on one of his recent visits, um, and uh, he's, uh, he's there to talk about what's going on at Disneyland Paris. Um, it's him and Natasha who uh, stood in Lake Disney, or whatever we're going to call it, in... Uh, in in the uh, studios um, in about this much, so like three inches of water just stood in a puddle after it has ra- rained, so I'm assuming it was like last week at some point, but I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, in it Josh is very, very forthcoming about the success of everything that's going on at the moment in terms of the refurbs of the Disneyland Hotel and the work taking place in the studios as well uh, with the lake and the Frozen Land. And it's a it's a very positive message, really. All in all, I think he, you know he, he talks about the great work that Natasha and team have been doing. He very pointedly um, talks about cast members and and the great work that they do and continue to do, um, which I think, obviously, with everything going on at the moment, is an important message for them to be putting out. Um, and uh, I don't know. The reason I included this is not because it's anything particularly new. There's nothing new to see there in what they're talking about. There's no new. Uh, you know, bits of concrete particularly to see that you can't already see on Twitter if you go and look at DLP report and inside DLP Castle's Twitter accounts. It's all there. Go and have a look. It all looks like concrete at the moment. It's starting to look like it's got some shape to it, but that's all it is. Um, It's not that it was that. It's that actually, when they started talking about this centrepiece of a lake and the the new themed pathway to take you to it. So I guess that includes the London Gardens and the new ride that's going to be there as well. The Tang Tang is it Tangled? I think it's Tangled, the Tangled ride that's going to be there. And then they talk about Frozen Land, and you know that there's going to be the Tiana's restaurant there as well. He can't help but get a little bit excited about what's going on. And, and yes, I know, I know, us Star Wars fans, we all want. A something, um, probably not Galaxy's Edge, but a something, a, um, an Endor treehouse type land or something like that. I don't know, or you know, wh- whatever it might be. And maybe we're not going to get Star Wars. Maybe we will. Who knows? But but that space is still there, and isn't it exciting to think that there's going to be something there at some point? And if you think about the speed at which they've moved from the the refurb of the back lot into Avengers Campus and and the building that's taking place now that's that's well, well underway and probably going to materialise in the next year or so, 2026 probably, I don't know, who, who knows. Um, they're they're going to be cracking on with whatever that's going to be pretty soon as well, I would imagine. So, yeah. I just think it's a pretty exciting time, and uh, it's nice to see some recognition there for the, for all the work that's taking place at the moment. It's nice to see that as a park we haven't been forgot about, and, and uh, Josh has made a little bit of a visit over here to see us. I quite like that. A nice acknowledgement of, of, the, uh, of, of the cast members, even if it doesn't, you know, make up for everything going on at the moment. At least they're, they're kind of aware of the work that these people do. So, yeah. That's that one, so that's up to his ankles, isn't it? The next piece was, now you see them, now you don't. Now, I don't know if any of you have noticed this, but um, across Twitter recently, there's been some uh, talk about refurb again taking place in the in the village. So there's a lot of hoarding come off recently from the old Mickey's um, Cafe Mickey, Cafe Mickey, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's starting to take shape into what it will become, which is quite exciting. Uh, but there's a full refurb going to take place in the not-too-distant future. And what happened 
uh, week before last, I think, was the coin machines outside the stores all disappeared. And what was left was like a banner. They just vanished. And then a few days later, some brand spanking new coin machines appeared with touch screens and contactless payment. And how exciting is that? If you want your coins, you don't have to have a euro with you anymore. I mean, part of the joy of buying those coins is using your euros to buy them, but you don't have to have euros anymore, which is pretty cool. Then, yesterday, they disappeared again. So they're gone. And, and I imagine by the time you watch this on Sunday, it's Friday now, by the time you watch this on Sunday, they've probably reappeared again. Or maybe they'll have gone back to the old ones. Who knows? But let's keep an eye on it. It's quite interesting stuff. You know me. I love a coin. I've sent Hugh and Lucy on their trip to Disneyland Paris, which I forgot to mention. That's where they were. Did I? I don't know. Um, and uh, I've sent them to get me one of the uh, Newport Bay coins because... I haven't got one of those. It's brand new, and I'm I'm really interested to get one. But I have a lovely collection of collection of coins, and I want to keep getting them. So, anything they can do to make it easier for me, and uh, the fact that they they've got these contactless machines, I think is quite a good thing. It adds more variety, more option, doesn't it? Especially if you're at the end of your holiday, you spent all your money, and you go past those coins, and you go, ah, oh, that's the one I haven't got. You can still get it with your watch, or your phone, or your card. So that's that story. Now, the next one is a little bit about disappearing and reappearing as well. It, well, kind of. It's pop-up surprises. So today, Friday, today they have announced for annual pass holders. We kind of knew this already. I know we did. They've announced that there will be some pop-up surprises for annual pass holders moving forward. So this will be things like um, special meet and greets. Uh, merchandise sales, that sort of stuff, basically. Um, the annual pass building has been kind of shut down and not really used much at all in recent months. In fact, probably in recent years, maybe a year and a half. So I guess there's a chance, uh, or at least it seems to be, that that's where this this will happen. Um, but yeah, it, it, I guess it's, it's something new for annual pass holders, which, uh, let's be honest, with the changes that have taken place, they need to give them something. You need something to make it a bit more worthwhile for those annual passes. Uh, any of you tuning in this week that didn't last week, by the way, the Dunn family gave us a great breakdown of uh, annual passes and whether it was worth it to them or not. Spoiler alert, it was. But if you want to understand how they're using their pass, uh, go back and listen to the previous episode because it's really quite interesting. Um, I think a little bit like Premier Access, the annual passes will still have their place for certain people, um, but not necessarily be right for everybody. Uh, you know, Disney seemed to be intent on taking away a lot of the perks and benefits and nice freebies from everything that's going on. And I guess it levels the playing field a little bit. Maybe that's the, the way they think about it. I, I was looking at um, the hotel situation the other day, and I think when Disneyland Paris opened, there were, there were I think when the, when it's all open, all of the hotels have got something like three thousand rooms. I think I think I read. Um, and if that's 3,000 rooms and those people all get extra magic time and every one of those rooms is four people in it, then you're going to have what? Oh, I can't do the maths. A lot of people in Disneyland Paris at any given time. Uh, 12,000? That sounds right. You're going to have 12,000 people there for extra, for extra magic time. If you add then to that your annual pass holders who go there on a regular basis, 
you're probably going to get a lot more than that, particularly peak times. And maybe they're just trying to make these things a bit more special for the people who are in the hotels and taking their package holidays. Well, I think it's without a doubt that's what they're trying to do and make it so that that's the exclusive bit rather than the annual pass piece. But I, I don't know. We've talked about this a lot. Again, go back, listen to some previous episodes if you want to know about annual passes. None of us are happy about it. Uh, I was all set to to get one next year. Um, I was talking about any time that Run Disney comes back, I would get one so we can do two trips in a year. And now, you know, the the benefit isn't there anymore. I wanted to get one and see the benefits of the full family, but you can't do that. Everybody needs one now for it to be beneficial, which obviously quadruples the cost of it. So, yeah, not great. Anyway, that as Lucy often says, is the news. I'm just going to have a drink. Mm. So one thing I've noticed, when I'm on my own, any moment of silence, particularly for you podcast listeners, is going to be a real moment of silence. So when I stop to take a drink, it's not the best thing in the world, is it? So maybe I'll just try and hold off on taking those drinks now, I guess. I don't know. And I mentioned before that we've had uh, that we have this Facebook group now, um, and we do. I spoke to a couple of people. I dropped a message in this week, and I asked for some hints and tips or questions that people might have, uh, anything really, to to bring some content into the show because I was on my own. So uh, Bob Sangwell got in touch. Um, if you don't know who Bob Sangwell is, uh, let me remind you, he's this guy. Bobbing along, singing our song, Bob, with Bob Sangwell on 37 Disney Street. So that's Bob. Bob Sangwell is, uh, well, we always call him a Disney historian, and he is. He is a Disney, Disney historian. He knows everything about Disney. But he's heading back to Disneyland Paris for the first time in, uh, I think he said 16 years. It might be 13 years. Um and he was asking, what are the things that we absolutely have to look out for? Now, on any other show, I'd be able to say, oh, chat, tell him. What does he need to look out for? What does he need to go and see? What's he going to benefit from, uh, from having a look at? As it is, I'm here on my own. So, Bob, just to let you know, not the easiest of questions, mate. You know, I, I, I'll do my best here, but it's entirely, um, it's entirely my views on these things. And also... I haven't been for a year, so things already have changed. I mean, the first thing to say is, absolutely, you need to go and check out Avengers Campus. Um, I don't believe you're a massive Marvel fan, but you are an Imagineering fan, so it's worth going just to have a look at uh, the the general layout of it, the feel of the place as you walk around, um, to to get on the Spider-Man ride if you can, because, again, it's just... it's It's a great ride. It's a really good, fun ride, and I guess it takes the the... Buzz Lightyear laser blast to another level, so well worth a look at that. Um, go into Stark Factory while you're there and see the the Iron Man um, Hulkbuster armor and uh, some of the detail in there because it is just fantastic. And just just take in how the character interactions work there because yes, they have meet and greets that you can put your name down for and you go and see, but also they have they have people roaming around apparently not as much as you get in california but they have people roaming around they have uh, spider-man up on the roof doing acrobatics they'll have iron man stood by the quinjet uh, overseeing everything they have um uh, quill and and uh, gamora doing a dance-offs and things they've also had in the past um the 
Wakandans there doing doing a tribal dance. It's it's just great, and there's stuff going on all the time. Maybe every 15, 20 minutes, something happens. Well worth spending some time there, um, and go and get yourself a Choco Blast, um, and see if you can get one uh, quicker than Hugh and Lucy and I did, because it took a long time. If you don't know anything about that, go see the YouTube video where we uh, went to Disneyland Paris last year. Um, it was quite an event. Um, what else? Well, while you're in the studios, you might want to go and see how the studio tours changed because uh, last time you were there, it'll have been Jeremy Irons and all sponsored by Orange, and it isn't anymore. It's not Jeremy Irons. It's all cars, and it feels like half a ride because it is half a ride. But there's some good stuff in there, and Catastrophe Canyon's still there, and that's fun, but it feels like you're on a bus to take you to Catastrophe Canyon and then bring you back again. So, yeah, but go check that out, maybe, if you've got five, ten minutes to spare. It's worth it. Uh, over in the other park, well, do you know, it's really difficult to tell you what to, what to look out for. You know what to look out for. Hidden Mickeys and little details and, uh, you know, just 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 look around and take it all in. You know better than me. Come on, Bob. Come on. These two will be able to help me, but they're not here. Chat's not here either, so it's just me. You know. I tell you what, you guys go and join the Facebook group. Go and find my post and reply to Bob and tell him which things he should get involved in and where he should be going and looking. He's going to meet his cast member friend, apparently, which is quite exciting. So that's Bob. The other people who got in touch, uh, well, the other person was Darren Dunn. And I just want to say a massive, massive congratulations to the Dunn family on the birth of their new child. Um, I'm not going to say the name because in the chat, uh, in the conversation that I had with him, he said it was a sore subject. He did put the name down afterwards, but I've forgotten it. So uh, I'm really sorry. Um, maybe I'll have a look look it up in a second, but uh, it's quite difficult for me to look things up whilst talking constantly um, and uh, not being able to take a breath. So there you go. That's what's happening in the Facebook group this week. Um, again, I'm, I've plugged this to death so far, but I'm going to plug it again a little bit. Please, please, please go and check it out because um, I think it could be a great little community and a really good opportunity for us to uh, get more content and information on the show. Um and uh, give you another route, another avenue to get involved, particularly if you don't get to live shows or you listen on the podcast. It's a much, much better way of, of getting in touch with us, I guess, and far easier than emails, because who does emails these days, really? Nobody does, do they? Not a soul. The other good thing that's on there this week, and you might have seen it across the social media channels as well, is uh, Lucy did a quick Disney bounding for Bonnie, ready for their holiday of Mantis. Go and check that out, because it's... Uh, it's pretty cool. So, what happens next then? Well, generally what happens next is I say, let's have a delve into our audience trips. Audience trip roundup. So bear with me a second because I'm just getting this now uh, hot off the inbox. Um, and we've had, uh, we've had a trip report from Sarah Clipston. Um, Sarah has uh, has written reports before and she's a regular listener. So here we go. Here's Sarah's trip report. My sister and I are regular 37 Disney Street listeners and love listening to others' trip reviews and love the opportunity of writing our own review. So here goes. Helen and Sarah's trip report, 1st of August to the, and the 3rd of August. We visit Disneyland Paris often, but the main part of this summer holiday was a week stay at La Croix de Vieux Pont. Maybe. 
that's what my French is like, about an hour outside of Paris. It's a lovely, highly recommended family site and very handy for Disney at just over an hour away. Park Asterix is also approximately 45 minutes drive. That sounds like perfect positioning, particularly for Hugh and Lucy, who keep saying they're going to go to Park Asterix, but they haven't done yet. So maybe one to check out, guys. Let's park the main week stay and review Disney and get the moan out of the way first. So disappointed with Disney at the moment. I understand they are, like many companies, recovering from COVID. However, the feeling of unfairness is prevalent. We love being annual pass members and getting that VIP feeling, but sadly the pass we would need has doubled in cost and the perks have been taken away. No discount off the accommodation stings the worst. If it wasn't for that, we may have swallowed the new costs, but that's gone, so we're not going to renew next April. Crazy, as Disney say they have listened to their customers. I don't know who they've listened to. Looking at the package costs, they work out okay, so we're going to get our next Disney fix that way and plan for just two breaks a year. So there you go. There's a prime example of where people's habits, Disney habits, are changing as a result of the changes to annual passes. Of course, it means more money in the pockets for Disney, which is uh, what they want, I guess. Moan over and back to the review. Oh, sorry, I should have played you one of these, shouldn't I? Oh, you must be grumpy. I feel like it's a little bit um, misplaced there because I think it's absolutely justified grumpiness. But, you know, I wanted to use it anyway. Moan over and back to the review. We did Disney on Tuesday and Thursday. Totally perfect for us as we had a rest day and time by the pool and soaking up France before hitting Disney again on the second day. I recommend it if you can split the days up. Interesting. Parking is within our annual pass still and very happy to see the walking pavements open again after many years. Stopped at annual pass to pick up a privilege ticket, also being stopped. The queue was long, but well organised and took no more than 10 minutes. The Disneyland Hotel is coming along nicely and the outside looks almost complete. I can't wait to smell the lobby's familiar perfume and sit in reception to watch life go by. We headed straight on to EMH, early magic hours, to try and meet Stitch, but the queue was already at two and a half hours. Gosh, the French love Stitch. Well, you know, we went in early magic hours last year and we queued for an hour and a half, I think, and we were only about eight or nine people back. So it's because they give them so much time, don't they? They're really dedicated to letting people spend time with the characters. The park was busy as it's the 1st of August, but it wasn't crazy like it can be. No wait time to get the much-loved ice creams from Mad Hatter's. We used the app to select the rides logically between lands and waiting times and made the most of the morning. Pleased to see some new storylines on Star Tours. The Dream Brighter show is still on and it's a must-show for the kids. Oh, it's a must-show. The kids up... It's a must to show the kids up by dancing like no one is watching you. Lunch was a stop at the Market House Deli for the best croque monsieur in France. Delicious. Followed up by a Stitch Chocolate Mousse limited edition cake. We then headed over to, to the studios. Web Slinger's wait time didn't go under 75 minutes while we were there, which is too big a chunk out of the day. We'll do that right in November when we come for Christmas. We ate a, at Stark Factory for an early dinner. I must say I didn't fancy it at all. It felt way too expensive for boring food. However, I went with the crew. I was wrong. The food was gorgeous. I had the bolognese, really good and very filling. I would use that restaurant again for a good quality and filling family meal. See, that's good to know because we don't always see what some of these quick service places are like. When I was in there, I looked at the food and it looked all right, but it didn't look anything special. So good to know the food's good. Another place maybe to check out next time we go. The development for Frozen Land is well underway and seems at least double the size of the studios. We can't wait to walk around the new lake. I'm still disappointed with Cars Road Trip. It could have been. It could have much more potential. I think you missed the mark there, Disney. I, th- I think they just wanted to keep something there, so they didn't take a ride out. To be honest with you, 
We didn't stay very late in the park as the weather was super crazy and we had some unwell someone unwell in the party. So we did some stopping. Uh, so we did some shopping and headed back to the campsite, leaving around 8 p.m. Back into the park Thursday for a slightly later start, but it seemed slightly quieter apart from the sti- from Stitch, which had a similar to Tuesday wait times. It was lovely to ride It's a Small World and, and appreciate everything working and looking beautifully restored. We didn't rush anywhere. We took our time soaking up the atmosphere and relaxed into the Disney magic. We tried to watch Dream, Shine, uh, Dream Brighter again, but the sky opened up like something out of the Bible and around 5,000 people tried to squeeze into the, the haven of the castle, snug to say the very least. We saw Natasha Rafalski looking very happy overseeing her empire and taking lots of photos of the refurbished Casa de Coco restaurant de Familia. She looked very pleased. We also had the honour of experiencing the cast member Raphael hyping up the crowd preparing for the parade. I've heard about him quite a few times actually and there are videos out there of, of him uh, getting everybody going. Seems like quite a guy. Most of the 30th anniversary merch was discounted by 40% and having 10% discount on our annual passes it felt rude not to treat ourselves. It won't be too long before we see the 35th anniversary delights. We're suckers for Disney treats. We didn't want to stay too late as the weather wasn't un- was so unpredictable and dinner at the Chuck Wagon at the Cheyenne was calling. We've eaten there many times, but they seem to have upped their game lately. The food was so good. That's also good to know. It's always good to know the buff- buffets are good. The buffets are good. I love the buffets. Genuinely do. And Chuck Wagon was one of my favourites the first time that we went. We didn't want to stay too late as the weather was... Oh, I've just said that. <laughs> we left Disney around 9.30, very happy and exhausted, planning our November trip on the way back to the campsite. No, Disney, your price hikes won't beat us. Much to Natasha's delight, we'll be back in November. Kindest regards, Sarah's iPhone. <laughs> I think that might be the signature underneath. Thank you, Sarah, for that. And Helen, um, great to know you've had a good time. Um, and it sounds like you were probably there when Josh DeMaro might have been as well because it, it was most likely around the same time. So there we go. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, so there we are. That's the trip report. And I don't really have anything else to talk about today. Um, I was going to do a bit of a talk about Premier Access, but um, in all honesty, I've done the research, but I did the research three months ago, and and so I'm sure things will have changed a bit. Um, But from the discussions that we've had with people in the chat recently, and discussions I've had with friends who've been and have used the passes, generally, the consensus is Premier Access is a rip-off, and why are they making us pay for fast passes that we had in the past? Absolutely fair. I think that um, we'd, we'd have seen a number of times people who are using them for once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to ride something. We've been so many times and we never get to go on Peter Pan's flight, but we're going to pay for it this time. Or we've been here a whole week and every time we've been to Peter Pan's flight, there's a theme here, every time we go to Peter Pan's flight, there's a 180-minute queue. Um, I'm paying for it now, we're going to go on it. So at those points, people see the worth in it. I mean, it's still an expense, it's still Disney winning, if you like, but uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, it is what it is, I guess, and and people will use it for those purposes. The Premier Access Ultimate, which I think comes in at around 160 euros, does it? And and again, it's it fluctuates depending on the season, um, and prices have no doubt gone up. And as new rides are added and so on, it'll probably change and continue to change. But for Premier Access Ultimate, um, you get to go on a load of rides all in one day, so you can go on all sorts of stuff. And if you're going for one day. If you've gone on a stag do or a hen do or you're, you've just got a group of mates and you happen to be in Paris and you go for the day, if you can afford to spend that extra bit of money, you're going to fly through. You'll get through everything. Brilliant. Why Why? Why not? 
but again, it's an expense. Do you really can you really justify spending that money? I don't know. Um, if you're with a family and you get the opportunity to to have them, you have to ask yourself: Are you going to go on all the rides? Because it includes all the thrill rides, but it also includes all the quiet rides. So, you know, you can use that Premier Access Ultimate to go on Small World. Stag do you want to go on Small World? I mean, mine would, but not everyone. You know, it's not for everyone. Um, and similarly, the kids want to go on. Uh, on Avengers Flight Force? Possibly not. So you have to really weigh up whether it's going to be worthwhile to you or not. Um, It definitely has its place. I'm sure it has its place. And I I wouldn't be surprised if these are the things that start getting thrown up, you know, uh, and and gifted to people staying in hotels in the future. I know when we stayed in the Compass Club at Newport Bay, we all got a free fast pass for every single day of the the, uh, stay, which is you know, that's so. Was it for every day? No, it was one. It was one. I'm lying. We had one for the for the stay duration of the stay, and we used it to to go on uh, on Phantom Manor of all things because we didn't want that 40 minute queue. Um, so so yeah, I can see that they'll start gifting those, particularly as everything's moving towards the app now. You know, this more and more uh, the your, your tickets are going to be on there, the the fast passes are on there, the shows are on there, and so on and so on and so on. So it makes sense that it's going to be more and more dealt with in that kind of way that they can just go bum, 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 bum. that's me typing bum, 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 bum. there you go you've got a free uh we'll give you a free premier access to uh cars road trip you lucky person <laughs> yeah um and the other thing that people have asked quite a lot and and i see this being asked in groups all the time is about the shows do we have to pay for the shows or can we just turn up and the answer is you can just turn up but if you want to pay you can pay you can pay on the app and it'll guarantee you a seat at a certain time. You can turn up and you, you just turn up and you queue. But generally, they'll, they'll say turn up 40 minutes before, which is probably when the previous show's starting or maybe even before that, because that'll guarantee you're going to get a seat. If it's really busy, I mean, then, then don't bother. I mean, for instance, and I don't think I don't think there are tickets for the new Together uh, show in in the studios as yet. There might be. I could be completely wrong, but I don't think there are. But for instance, with that that show, if you want to go see that at 12 o'clock, I would get there a good hour before because it's brand new and everybody who's coming and visiting at the moment will be going to see it. So really think and plan ahead. Um, but the shows are really popular anyway, so just just make sure you come at a, with a decent amount of time. Otherwise, you'll just end up waiting for the next one, which I guess still isn't so bad. Just enjoy the ambience of the queue and sit there and, and I don't know, whatever. Anyway, there we are. Um, I'm going to wrap things up. I've done about half an hour. I don't think that's bad for one person on their own without any material to talk about. Um, Just a few things to say before I go. The first one is our Patreon show won't happen this week. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, there won't be a show. I will have posted that into the group in Patreon so you know that. Thanks as always for your support, particularly to all the new guys who have joined recently. We really, really appreciate that. It helps us to do what we do um you know help this helped us to buy new equipment and things and and continue to try and improve the show as we go um so always always grateful for that if you want to get involved the link to patreon is in the description below um at the moment we're doing extra magic time shows once a week doesn't always happen like this week but once a week straight after the show it's like a little after party we get in there we take the green screen off and we talk about all things disney we don't just talk about disneyland paris uh hugh and lucy have talked about their their trips to walt disney world before um we've talked about other podcasts before we've talked about um you know the shows on disney plus um, and we've also started using it to do uh the film reviews so any of you've been on our classics 
podcast in the past and listened to that, we've started doing uh, additional episodes and we show them live in the Patreon before they go live to the to the Classics podcast. Um, we're looking to ramp those up a bit now that Lucy's finished her degree, so those will start going again. We're talking about doing a new series of Quizney Street within the Extra Magic time as well. So um, if you don't know what that is, we did a 10-episode sh- show uh, a couple of years ago and it was Hugh versus me and Lucy was our quiz master and everybody watching could could join in and send us their scores but we'll be doing that live with the Patreon guys as well at some point so that's quite exciting too and we also have a, a giveaway we have what we call the 37 Dizzy Street Vault and in there we keep adding new prizes and adding new prizes and every now and again we have a competition to win the prizes in the vault um, we've got a new competition we'll be starting uh, when Hugh and Lucy get back from DLP and uh, we'll start putting new prizes in on a weekly basis once that once that uh, gets going. So pretty exciting. So that's Patreon. But also, if you don't want to, um, you know, get involved in Patreon, it's three pounds a month, by the way. If you don't want to get involved in Patreon, but you still want to get involved with with uh, with us, come to the Facebook page, the Disneyland Parish Show Dash Thirty Seven Disney Street. Become a, a, a member of there. Join join the group and. Let us know what you're doing. Ask your questions so that we can get them on the show and ask them uh, on here every now and again. And uh, and yeah, we'll we'll start talking and interacting and things. As I said right at the kickoff of the show, it's been a lovely week this week. And um, and again, Cheryl Yates, thank you so so much for suggesting that we did this and then for taking the lead on it and setting it up. She's our administrator. Um, she's. Uh, She's the drive behind it. She's posted some great trip reports and information on there and some photographs of, of some of her previous trips and other people have then followed suit. Um, I think it's going to be a great little community. And let's be honest, it's what we want, isn't it? We want a nice community for us to all be able to get involved and enjoy. There we go. So that's just about it. Next week, we should be back and it should be all three of us, I'm hoping. So I'm really looking forward to getting things back to a little bit of normality with our shows because it's been a funny old period of just Hugh and Lucy or just me and Hugh or just me and Lucy or just Hugh uh, or Hugh and Bonnie. And, And I think it's about time we got back to the three of us doing what we do best, don't you? And on that note, I'll see you real soon. Bye. This is a bit where every week one of us tries to say something to the last person to speak before the audio stops.